When we first start out, none of us know Jesus. The disciples, as they followed him, they start to get to know him. They don't automatically know him. The woman at the well doesn't automatically know him until she starts having conversation with him. We don't automatically know Jesus until we form a conversation, a relationship with him. Now, Jesus, Jesus is not like others to form a relationship with. Jesus is the son of God. But this is the odd part, not just that he's the son of God, it's that he's also the son of Joseph. He's both fully God and fully human. It's hard to fully understand, to get into a relationship with someone like that. It's confusing. We don't fully understand. We have to continually have that relationship for ourselves. The story that was read to us today immediately follows the story of Nicodemus that Tim presented last week. I want you to look at the contrast of Nicodemus versus the woman. It comes in contrast with Jesus being fully God but fully human. Now, this woman is not named. Nicodemus is named. Nicodemus was educated, a leader. She was not educated. Nor was she a leader, she was a learner. He was a Jew, she a Samaritan. He was well respected. She has a shady past. He came to Jesus in the middle of the night when it was dark. She comes to him at noonday when the sun is at its brightest. Jesus is hard on Nicodemus, yet kind to this woman. We don't know her name. And the only identifying characteristics that we have tell us that she's a little different from everyone else, but we aren't told she's an outcast. So maybe she's just a nobody in her society. The kind that people just look over. A nobody that Jesus talked to even though she was from a different country, a different religion, and even though she was a woman. All of which were not typically done. And Jesus didn't stop talking to her when his disciples came. And none of his disciples discouraged her from talking with Jesus. I have to make that known because the way John wrote in the text that none of them said anything about him talking with her meant it was going through their minds as to why he was talking with her. And that he might have been surprised none of them spoke up and said anything about it. 
So here in the story, Jesus is thirsty. He's making this long travel, this long journey, which is the only reason that they would be in Sychar in this area near this well. She has a bucket. Ironically, they both have something the other needs. We sometimes forget that it's not just the woman needing Jesus, but it's also Jesus needing something from the woman. Immediately, he's needing water so that he can continue on. But he's also needing her to go out for the harvest. Now, as Tim and Travis so beautifully sang the last two weeks, We like to put our little plastic Jesus in a little box. How did it go? Yeah. We do, though. We like to have this neat little box with four sides, a bottom, and a removable lid so that we can pull Jesus out anytime we want. And we can stuff him back in anytime we want. We like to come on Sunday mornings and gather here, where we pull out our little Jesus, little plastic Jesus can ride on our dash, and then we put them back up the rest of the week. We're takers, we're consumers. And I don't know if we try to apply the customer is always right theory to our spiritual lives, or if we just haven't truly come to see Jesus. But we've got to stop putting Jesus solely on our Sunday morning calendars, solely on the back of our vehicles, or tucked away neatly out of everyone else's sight. There's a story that some of you have probably heard. It's been around for decades because I heard it when I was in high school um, about a mother teaching her daughter how to cook the Thanksgiving turkey. She goes through all of the steps, pulling out the pan, washing the turkey. She says, now, after it's been washed, you cut it right here. Turkey, legs, cut it right here. You put it in the pan, oil it up, stuff it. The daughter says, wait a minute, why why do we cut off that part of the turkey? Because that's how it's done. That's how it's always been done. That's how we do Thanksgiving. But why? Well, I'm not really sure why. We can, we can ask your grandmother. So the next time, this is after Thanksgiving has gone, they see their grandmother. Then they ask, why do we cut off the drumsticks and that best part at the end that the kids love. And she says, oh, you don't have to cut that off. I just cut it off because the turkey wouldn't fit in my pan. (laughs) Sometimes we need to get out of that routine of saying, that's how things are always done. That's how it's done. Sometimes we need to be able to see 
that things can go other ways, that there's not just one way of doing things. If Jesus had continued on the way things always were, he wouldn't have talked to a Samaritan. He wouldn't have asked anything of a Samaritan. He would not have talked with a woman Samaritan. Sometimes we need to expand past what has always been done. Sometimes we don't know the reasons why things have always been done. Sometimes those reasons aren't worth carrying on. I think there's a lot in our world around us for us to see and experience that we refuse to see, that we can't see because of the social norms that are around us. In our story, Jesus disregarded that. And this unnamed Samaritan woman, he gets to know. And the odd part is she doesn't seem scared to be in Jesus' presence. In fact, she's even excited Even though this man has told her everything that she had ever done. And I assume it's it's these things that we hide from others that we don't announce. And yet he was still kind to her. Still welcoming of her. She was so excited that she runs into town. She She leaves her picture there. And these people in town, they listen to her. This nobody, they listen to her. And they follow her all the way to Jesus so that they themselves can see with their own eyes. So that they know for themselves that surely this is the Messiah. Now there's another difference between Nicodemus and the woman. When John wrote about Nicodemus, he used the word pisteo. It's a Greek word which means believe. He used it seven times in the section about Nicodemus. Now, this word means belief through persuasion and entrustment. Nicodemus and his followers did not have that kind of belief. They didn't think that Jesus was the Messiah. But here, this woman and her followers, they came, they saw, they believed, and they trusted. Who who has been the woman in your life that brought you to this point? You need to thank God for them. I think of the people that were in my life that brought me to this point. Think of all of those that have come before that have meant something, whether they knew it or not, whether they thought they were a nobody or not. Because they make significant roles and life changes to each of us. It also makes me think Who's following us? And are we giving them a reason to follow us? All 12 of those disciples 
left Jesus in that same place at the well and went into that same town that the woman ran off to. All 12 of them. And they came back to Jesus with nobody following them. And this woman runs into town and has a crowd following her. Why are they following her? This woman, I... I can't help but kind of picture in my head the story of Mary right after she found out she was with child. And she goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is great with child. We all know it's John the Baptist that's inside. And if you remember, when, when Elizabeth hears Mary speak for that first time, then John the Baptist inside of her leaps for joy. I picture this woman running from the well, going into town with such joy and excitement on her face. Because she has finally seen Jesus. And when you truly see Jesus, there is light shone down onto your world. And our world looks much different in the light than it does in the dark. And it's clearer. And you can see more. Life is exciting. The harvest is ripe. It's stories from the well like this. It's stories like this that we need to share. Go share with joy, with excitement, the stories of your well, of where it is that you first saw Jesus, where it is that you're currently seeing Jesus. People need to hear these stories. People need hope and light and love and kindness in their world, even if they're the people that you don't know. The people that society tells us we shouldn't associate with. Branch out, for the fields are ripe for harvesting. Come and see. Come and see Jesus for yourself. Invite others to come and see.